Flexmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. This is the show where we take Alice in Wonderland's wormhole, uh, rabbit hole and we combine it with Stephen Hawkins' wormhole. And of course, then we meld them both together with your butthole, or said another way, actually, uh, mind, body, and spirit. Alice in Wonderland, of course, would be spirit. Stephen Hawking is the uh, the mind, I guess, and so that would be the wormhole. And of course, your butthole is, of course, a joke, but really, it's for the grounded part of us that is still in the body. We're still stuck in this body. So I have a special treat for you guys, a couple of things. Number one, I'm joined by my lover boy, Jeff, the producer. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Where is he? I don't know where he is. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, Brian? Nothing much, buddy. I wanted to welcome you back, number one, because I do love you like your brother from another mother, but also because this is a special edition of Quantum Physiques. We are going to talk about love. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go, man. This is definitely a rabbit hole. Given that it was uh, Valentine's well, actually, it Day- could be the bunghole, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I know, exactly. Given that it was Valentine's Day, given that the Grammys were on last, um, I think, Sunday, and everything was all about love and showing love, and Adele won cleaned up with all her Grammys for songs about love and Whitney Houston passed away and of course she's remembered for her song I Will Always Love You. I figured what not a better topic to discuss than than this idea of love, Jeff, you know, and I've been provoking a few people, as you know, we got a lot of listener response to last week's show on the father of the matrix, Max Planck, as of course, uh, talked about by uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, a lot of good feedback. Um, you know, Brandon Garfano up there in Canada, in, uh, in Canada, had some really good feedback on that. And also Kyle Wallace sent an email too. I just want to read his, Hey Brian, I want to say last night's show was probably the favorite. And I listened to your show 24 seven when I'm at the gym, at work, and before bed, I can't get enough of it. It's like crack from my mind. (laughs) Anyway, I came across a video of late and great uh, mind. His name is Robert Anton Wilson, talking about your topic this past week, which is quantum physics, and I thought you might like it. I got to say, Kyle, thanks for that uh, feedback. I really appreciate that. And that video on Robert Anton Wilson on quantum physics is really good. Jeff, it was kind of cool because... um, he was talking about how when he, this guy, Anton Wilson, Jeff, when he moved to California, he was told to live in a certain town. And then he went to the post office and they said, no, no, you don't live in that town. You actually live in this, in a different town, actually. Wow. You know, it's owned for a different town. And he goes, okay. And then he went to his tax assessor to pay his tax and said, no, no, you don't live in town number one nor town number two. You live in town number three. And he's like, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? How do I live in three different towns at the same time? And he says, this is how quantum physics is. How can a particle not really exist or be in three different places at the same time until I look at it? That's how strange quantum physics is, is what this guy was saying. And he says that this is kind of funny. In China, they understand this because their language is imbued with this idea of how things can be paradoxical. It's very common for them actually to have this and their language reflects that, but it's only really our Western culture, our Western mind that has this or that, black or white. It can't be this and that at the same time where we have trouble, um, more trouble understanding quantum physics, buddy. So I thought that was kind of a cool uh, feedback. Well, obviously the problem with this guy was that he was out of phase with his town, yeah. correct, Brian? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Just, just, just to put it in a quantum uh, physics type of uh, response. Perspective, yeah, exactly. 
Oh, boy. That's cool. Um, so, Jeff, I definitely uh, have a lot to say about love. Of course, I'm sure you do, too. Um, you know, Adele, of course, had that number one song. Um, and if you want to run a clip, we can do it right now. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best of you too. Don't forget me, I think I'll remember you say. Sometimes it lasts and loves, but sometimes it hurts instead. So, yeah, that was a good clip. And Adele, of course, talks about in her songs the suffering she goes through in love relationships, you know. Um, And then, of course, the the Grammys were dedicated to Whitney Houston, who, of course, had that song, uh, I Will Always Love You. And, Jeff, why don't you run a clip on that one, too? So it's kind of cool, buddy, you know, about this idea of love and uh, people's broken heart. And, uh, you know, I have a lot to say about it. Maybe if you want to start the conversation, that'd be great. Otherwise, I can get right into it. To me, the ultimate definition of love is just an unconditional acceptance of another human being and everything they bring to the table and, and, and a genuine desire to be around that person. So whether it be on a friendly level or on a more intimate level, that's what I believe love is. Oh, that's, that's, that's a really good place to, uh, to kick it off, man, for sure. Uh, you know, Jeff, I'm going to have my buddy David Lee Roth actually talk a little bit about love. So let's go to this one. really got it right about uh you know we ain't talking about love because love is rotten to the core to tell you the truth uh because the truth is that what most people call love jeff i think is actually bullshit i mean and again you know this show is not about positive or negative it's about really balancing out both sides so we really understand this i'm all about love just so you know i'm not down on it i don't want this to come across as being negative but as jeff you and i talked about before it's like we are such a primitive species that we actually need to be programmed by our genetic code. We need to be wired like robots to love those that share the same wiring, the same genes, so that we can actually start to experience, to scratch the surface of this, of this idea of love. You know, Now, for example, um, Lao Tzu writes, the greatest love seems detached. And Jesus and the Buddha both 
actually had said, you should abandon your wife and kids and go off and search for this truth, this love, if you want to call it. Now, buddy, I've been bouncing this off a few of my friends and they were like, that's crazy. That's sick. I don't know what these people are talking about, but they don't understand what it's all about. Family is the most important thing. How can you abandon your kids? And so I realized they weren't really grasping what they were talking about. So the metaphor that I gave them, and Jeff, tell me if this makes sense to you is imagine that you're in a matrix. Okay. And if you don't get that, then go watch the movie. Okay. But instead of like the matrix in the movie where you're eating a steak, imagine that you're actually in a cave. Okay, you're in a cave and your children are next to you and they're clawing in the dark and their fingers are are dirty and bleeding and they're in a lot of pain and suffering. They're trying to get out of the cave. Okay, and and it's dark. And one day you catch a glimpse of light. You see a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Right. And then it goes back. You go back to being in the cave in the darkness and you're like, holy cow, I saw something, man. I know there's a way out of this cave. I saw, I experienced it myself. I saw the light. Now, would you opt to stay with your kids in that eternal darkness and suffering just so you could be with them? Or do you think the greater good would be to abandon your kids in a sense, temporarily at least, and strive off into the darkness to find that light. So you maybe could get a vine or a rope from that light and that opening, bring it back down to your kids and show them a way out, right? Or how about this, the other metaphor, the mountain. We all aspire to climb the mountain, right? I've been to the mountaintop, said Martin Luther King. Who hasn't said that? Kennedy, you name it. They've all used that, you, that metaphor of the mountain. Imagine your kids are climbing the mountain, but they're clawing away at, at ground level and they're bleeding and suffering and starving. And you found a way to the top of the mountain. Do you not think it might be worth the suffering to abandon your family and kids and your loved ones and set off to the mountaintop so that you can come back down and show them the way? Now, when I tell people that way, Jeff, all of a sudden, oh, I get it now. Now I see why Christ and Buddha said to abandon your wife and kids or, or your husband and kids, or whatever it is, because this is an illusion. And again, in an illusion, nobody really exists. We're all just little programs, holographic reflections of something else. And it's only your attachment to this illusion that stops you from actually tapping into the ultimate reality in a sense. And that's what they were trying to get at. That's why Lao Tzu once again wrote about how the greatest love seems detached because the love that most of us experience is this love of attachment. I'm so attached to this guy or girl or, or my kids. That isn't really true love, you know? Buddy, please I, uh, feel free to come that, in. No, that's, 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 that's just an amazing thing. I mean, you know, first of all, the, the, uh, the first um, story that you were telling about being trapped in the cave and then getting like the, you know, the glimpses, that I, I believe is called the allegory of the cave, which was, you know, from Plato's Plato's Republic. Um, you know, which 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 Socrates was was trying to describe again. He was stuck in a cave and he was seeing all these shadows go by and he saw, you know, he kind of saw the light, but he was interpreting what he was seeing and he needed to really get out because what he was about to see was going to be reality. And that's right. You know, it takes one person to say, I'm going to escape this so that I can come back and save the people that I'm with, because the other option is to what roll over and die like a dog. Okay, um, and 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 that's right. It is a greater love to you know sometimes move away from the people that you know that you truly care about. They might not understand why you're going or what you're doing or what it is that you're saying. So what you do is you know you you know sometimes you need to go out there and be able to come back and say, look, this is this is where we need to be together. This is you know I I did this because. 
um, I want you to experience the same thing that that like I am so that we can both be free together. Um, a lot of people like to live in a constant existence where they're where they're doing the same thing and they're, you know, adhering to other people's rules and other people's guidelines. And, you know, uh, you can you can be miserable in your in your little cave and you can, you know, watch watch people around you suffer and feel horrible, too. But if you truly do love these people, you're going to get off your ass and you're going to you're going to strive for something greater and you're going to you're going to move out of there. And, 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 and that's right. You see, the whole thing is you are going to throw down the vine. You are going to, you know, come back down and get and get your family and get your friends. But it, it's 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 very funny how people get very defensive when you when you talk about love and abandonment, because to me, it's not love if you stay in a situation just for the sake of staying in a situation, you know, to to be able to tell people, hey, you know, I, I'm 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 striving through this misery of uh, of like being, you know, being at home and being in this house and being with my wife and kids, or you know, you know, being with this uh, this like little box that I've created for myself. No, if you if you truly are not in a situation where it's a hundred percent good and you don't feel that you're being loved, get out of it, come back and see if you can make it different. You know, see if you can make it bigger. Than what it is so i'm the one getting all complicated now because i'm the one going off on tangents brian no, it's totally good totally okay man you know the funny thing is about um romantic love is and we all have seen this how many people that we all know who have been so in love and had kids and all that kind of stuff and one moment everything is going great the next moment something pops in a sense right um and all of a sudden it turns to hate and it turns to like, you know, I could kill this person, but I will just get a good lawyer and I will kill them in divorce court as an example. <laughs> yeah. So where's the love? I mean, this is the illusion. This is why to me, romantic love is nothing but an illusion. Now, yes, it is a great way to start because again, for most of us, we are just intellectual cockroaches and we need to be wired. We need to have our genitals attached to actually start to plug in both metaphorically and literally to what this idea of love really is the actual idea of love that really is god or heaven whatever you want to call it actually now that see, light this go ahead buddy. Hey, you see brian I, I i have to cut you off because you 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 just said something that was profound how can you say that you love someone and then and then and then you have this this uh this this vindictive thing where you want the other person to suffer as you've suffered the true person who loves the other person will walk away and not make that person suffer you will yes. do whatever you can to make them feel the opposite of what they made you feel to prove your love to them you would not bring them you know to court you would not fight them on on the, on the things that they need you would truly love them okay and you would say you know what I know you're not happy. I know you, you know, I know that the reason why you cheated is obviously because that you don't accept me, but I love you more than that. So I'm going to walk away and I'm going to ask you, what do you want? I'll sign whatever you need me to sign. And there's my love to you. Because if you're going to fight that person, neither of you loved each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, it's it's just so funny. You know, I, you know, people the people in these long term relationships, and then oh, you know, something something happens. And it's like, well, after fifteen years, you know, we just decided to call it quits. No, you called it quits about ten years earlier, and you decided to write out this uh, this uh, horrible downward spiral, and then you ended up, you know, ended up blowing up in your face. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, it, that's that's a very touchy subject to me, for me when it comes to marriages and divorce. No, totally, man. You know, hey, let's cut to a clip of Wayne Dyer. He's great, actually, talking about love. Um, and here's Wayne talking about uh, how the person you hate is the best person that you actually should be in love with. Uh, here's Wayne Dyer. I recently uh, appeared down in Australia with one of my friends, John Gray. 
who wrote Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus and he's got us on different planets and all of this and uh, he's a wonderful guy. We had a great time down there. And I was asked to uh, talk about relationships and to write an article. So I wrote an article um, that I really liked. I called it, uh, Your Soulmate is the Person You Can't Stand. And everybody thought, wow, what kind of a crazy thing is that to say? Because most people, when they talk about they're looking for their soulmate, you know, I finally found my soulmate, and we think alike, and we act alike, and we both like green, and asparagus is our favorite <laughs> vegetable, and he goes to say something, and before he can even say it, I say it already, oh my God, we think the same thoughts, and we get up early in the morning, and we both like to meditate, and we both like yoga, and we both eat mushrooms, and we eat them the same way, and he cuts the stems off the same way, I cut the stems off, it's just amazing, this is my soulmate, and I always say to those people, you got about three more weeks, okay, in this relationship. <laughs> And this relationship's going to be over. <laughs> because this is not your soulmate, okay? I mean, who needs more of what you already are, right? <laughs> that, uh, that you're not looking for a mirror of yourself, if you will. Now, we have a tendency to think that. What do we share in common, all right? And then if we're in common, then I'm going, we're going to finally, I'm going to have a peaceful relationship because we're going to always think the same and act the same and so on. That isn't the way it generally works. See, the reason I say your soulmate is the person you can't stand, and I say that a bit facetiously, but what I'm saying here is that peace, being at peace, is the essence of feeling worthy. It's the essence of manifesting. It's the essence of enlightenment, being at peace. Any moment that you're at peace, you're in an enlightened state. And when people ask, is there a difference between people who are living at a higher level, self-actualizing people, who are at peace, and the rest of us who are not at peace say, no, we all have peaceful thoughts, and so do enlightened people. They have peaceful thoughts. The only difference is that they have nothing else. That's all they have. They don't have all of this other stuff that goes with it. All of the anger, all of the judgment, all of the fears, all of the anxiety, the stuff that we have come to believe is just a part of, uh, uh, of our lives. The self-reproachment, the self-repudiation. We have a tendency to think that this is normal. It's only normal. So along come people in your life who know how to push certain buttons, okay? These people uh, can come in many forms. They can come as in-laws. They can often come, almost always they come as a spouse. And they can come as your children. And when these people show up in your life, they can take you away from your peace. Almost all of us have somebody in our life that we can never get rid of. You know, it's like uh, Kevin Costner talked about in that Waterworld movie of his. You know, they're like a, a turd that won't flush, you know? <laughs> you keep flushing, you look around, still there. If that's a good image or not, but uh, I always liked that image, you know? <laughs> you keep trying and trying, they're back again, right? <laughs> so, uh, we have these people in our lives. And these people show up and they say something in a certain way and it doesn't make any difference if somebody else said it, we would just ignore it. All right? But they come along and they say this thing and boom, off you go. And you're frantic and you're mad and you're angry, you're upset, you're worked up, you're feeling unworthy. So these people to me are your soulmates, you see. Because what they're teaching you at any given moment in your life is you haven't mastered yourself at this moment. You're not in charge of yourself. Those people who can push your buttons, 
and send you into a frenzy or into an angry space or into a space of self-repudiation are people who are divine masters disguised as manipulative, crass, unconcerned people. And rather than being mad at them and being upset with them and saying that they shouldn't be this way, your task ought to be to turn to them and bow and say, I honor you as my teacher. Now that's a hard thing for us to get to, but don't you all have people in your life who are just like that? And you know you're stuck with them. These are people who are not on your path. You know they're not on your path. They're not even on an entrance ramp to your path. <laughs> they're in a different place. They're from a different planet. But nevertheless, they're there with you. And you're sharing the journey with them. And it's very interesting. I mean, I have eight children. And uh, my children are the ones that are very good at knowing how to push these buttons. I have one daughter particularly, her name is Serena, that can really do this very well. She's real good at it. She's always giving me advice almost every day on, on how to be a better parent. She even said to me one time, she said, I can't believe you actually wrote a book uh, on how to be a better parent. I just can't believe that. This is about, she was about nine years old telling me this. You really wrote that? And... Uh, Whenever she gives me this advice, it's like, or she starts going into one of her routines, I find myself, you know, really being challenged, you know. I don't usually turn around and say, I honor you for, you know, I'm usually saying, well, you. <laughs> but nevertheless, there's a part of me that recognizes this, and I also recognize it in uh, my relationship with my wife. And we've been together for a long time, and there are areas where she will say something, and I will find myself, and then I'll stop. You see, because essentially, the ego part of us wants us to be right. Whereas the higher part of us always wants what? Peace. That's all it ever wants. So it's like you have to really learn, if you're going to feel worthy of having something show up in your life, how to be peaceful. And the way to be peaceful in your life is to, in all of your relationships, when you have a choice to be right or to be kind, to just pick kind to just choose to be kind at any given moment in your life. You are honoring that higher part of you, you feel peaceful, and you've let go of the ego need which says, wait a minute, you're important. And you have to prove that this other person shouldn't have done that and all of that kind of stuff. But Serena, yeah, I remember her, her telling me, she's great, she would tell me, uh, uh, giving me advice on how to be a parent. And one day I just had had it with her. And I said, you know, Serena, I said, it's time for you to stop telling me what kind of a parent to be and stop blaming me for the kind of parent I am and take responsibility yourself for the kind of parent that I am. So that's Wayne Dyer talking about, uh, the actual quote was, your soulmate is the person you can't stand, which basically means you're, the person that you should love is the person that you hate. Um, and actually what he was saying right there, so apropos, or appropriately, is that the person that shows you how you are not in control, the person that shows you how you are not truly able to love is the best thing for you. Again, this is the paradox. This is the quantum physics right here about how the person that makes you suffer the most is really your best teacher. Because again, you're realizing it's your ego which you're being pointed at. You're being shown this in the midst of your pain. The ego that wants to be right is the part of you that, that is controlling you, that, that is making you get so angry. But of course, in those moments of pain, if you can stop and realize you did, you do want 
to to love. You want to open up your heart. You want to, I guess, have uh, a life express from a higher sense of you, right? That's the part of you that wants peace and happiness at all costs. That part of you doesn't care about right or wrong. It cares about peace and happiness. It cares about the word love, the true word love. And that's why I think Wayne Dyer makes a great point how your soulmate actually is the person you can't stand. And that's why in those dark moments is when you get the light. And, you know, Jeff, again, back to the cave, the allegory, it's great. Thank you for adding that part about the Greek philosophers. To me, that light is, again, what I've always said on the show is Satori. It is that flash of enlightenment that I'm telling you is here for everybody. If you haven't experienced it yet, I have gone out into the woods myself, and I'm telling you, it's, it's relatively easy. With a few weeks of practice, you can, doing some walking meditation, in the woods especially, where you can really reconnect with nature. There's a vibration out there. I'm telling you, that sinks you up easier. You will see that light at the tunnel, and you will realize you are in that, in, in that cave. Quantum physics, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two $200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Out on the edge of fitness and endurance, there's a line. It's where winners and losers are defined. That's the narrow place where Gamma O gives the serious competitor the extra step. That extra kick nobody knew was there. Gamma O raises your testosterone level naturally and legally. So before you step up to the line one more time, be prepared to bring it with Gamma O, the all-natural testosterone booster. Gamma O is available nationwide at general nutrition centers or on the web at GammaO.com. If you train hard, you need to recover hard. Training elevates cortisol, but so does stress and tension. Stress is the number one health risk you face today, and not only causes you to put on abdominal fat, but it's also one of the contributing factors in the top six causes of death, which includes heart disease and cancer. But now you can relieve that stress, rebuild, recover, and feel great with fast-acting Gabitrol. 
Gabitrol works quickly to help you improve relaxation and recovery, reduce cortisol, elevating stress, and reduce binge eating. Plus, Gabitrol will also help you to get that deep, restful sleep. Warriors are built, not born. And now you can build a better body with fast-acting Gabitrol. Recommended by New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. John Gray. Gabitrol is available now at rxstress.com. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel full hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX muscle approved. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. You know, my, my friend, Dr. Denise Nadler, who's a life coach, has said before, even on the show, on some of the earlier shows, that, um, you know, the optimum situation for a relationship, uh, Jeff, is where you have somebody that gives you a lot of pleasure, but not so much where it becomes boring, but also gives you pain, but not so much where it becomes unbearable, right? We want to be challenged. We want to, we actually seek to grow and evolve. We don't want to be stuck in a very comfortable, happy, happy in a sense of like, you know, just a comfortable and secure relationship. We need some insecurity. We need some challenge. We want someone who's got a mind that can actually challenge our thoughts and beliefs as an example, but too much of that becomes painful, of course, and then we got to get away. So it's really tough to find that person that gives you, I guess, a, a healthy combination. <laughs> right. No, you, you, and, and, 
balance is is absolutely the key. Uh, you know, that's that's what makes the yin yang. That's what makes uh, you know the uh, positive and negative charge on electrons, on magnets, on everything on this planet that that uh, that uh, survives. There 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 should always be a push pull. Um, you know, if if you happen to find an exact clone of yourself, you're going to end up discovering how much you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn. Uh, well, actually, here's the thing: everything in life that you reject, any emotion you get is actually showing you that part of yourself. So your you're impatience with somebody, if somebody's being impatient towards you, it's your impatience in you that's registering their impatience. If someone's being unkind to you, it's your unkindness to him that is making you feel his unkindness in essence. So here's the thing. Again, this comes back to that dead philosophy called solipsism where really the only person that's in this matrix, the only person who's in this movie is really you. We are all just characters in your play. You, the listener right now, we are just two voices inside your head drumming around some thoughts that you already know. In, in some deeper sense, you already know all this stuff already, actually. We're just reflecting back to you a part of you that already exists. So the degree to which you're tuned into this thing, in a sense, is the degree to which this message resonates with you. Now, some people, as you know, I've been pushing them away because this message, this show does not resonate. They tune it out. But a lot of our listeners here who are really into mind, body, spirit, very esoteric, very smart people, they're resonating with these ideas, Jeff. And so I think for them especially, they're realizing, my God, it is a reflection of me, this whole freaking world. Deepak Chopra says, turning back within myself, I create again and again, meaning that my interior life is actually projecting out and out of this quantum soup, it's fabricating this reality. This whole thing is Maya or illusion, as the Hindus would say, but it's actually my interior world that is literally creating the matrix upon which I walk, live, and breathe in. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I think that that's awesome. You know, I think a lot of great uh, you know speakers, uh, even even right back till Tony Robbins, uh, he 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 speaks a lot about that happiness is created basically in an instant. Okay, and uh, you know, it's 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 uh, very funny, but you can project anything you want, you can feel anything you want, basically in an instant. Now, of course, there are certain situations if you're walking and uh, you know you you happen to trip and fall, uh, you know you can you can be angry at the floor. You could be pissed off at yourself, but what we what we tend to do is start screaming and go crazy and 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 overreact and you know think that this is the most horrible thing that that uh, could ever happen. And uh, you know the the uh, truth is that we don't have to conduct ourselves in a way where the rest of the day we're miserable for everyone because they didn't fall down and trip or you know they didn't yeah. get cut off by someone driving or they didn't get a dirty look from someone who who they who they perceived as as their enemy. But you know I I I think that people um, don't don't understand the the concept of um, that they are truly in control if 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 not of the external things how they react to it so it is the ego that is reacting to any kind of situation which is i think part of what you, you're you're talking about also right so totally and it's only really that when you can stop and wake up to that fact that you become present that you can actually detach from your ego or you know, again that little program inside you and start to ascend that mountaintop which is really the mountain of love or out of the cave and the cave is the darkness the ignorance of the ego and that light again is the light of love now Jeff uh, Bono's got something to say on this let's cut to a clip of Bono talking about this
there you go right there. There's some wisdom right there. Bono talking about the fact that, you know, I'm not sure which you people think about in that song. It could be the romantic, you know, the idea of my soulmate. But I'm telling you, if you still haven't found what you're looking for, if you still feel in spite of all your years an emptiness inside that no man or no woman or no child or no job or, or anything can, can really fulfill, then maybe you should consider following the wisdom of another mystic, Rumi who really was the only writer to romance the idea of falling in love with God. And I've said this before, I'm telling you that, again, the idea of enlightenment or Christ consciousness or Buddha consciousness, um, all these things, in essence, are about falling in love with God. Meditation really is, in essence, making love with God. I gave Jeff the, the idea about, how about just sitting down and realizing that every breath is actually God giving you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, that you are just a, a dead piece of meat you literally are. You're just a robot. And the animating force that makes you conscious is this entity, this co- whatever you want to call it. I, I use the word God. Actually breathing in, inspiring you. Inspire. The word means in spirit. So if like Bono, you still seek communion or, or, or union with that idea of oneness with a you, you might want to consider Spending some time romancing God, and I know it sounds kind of crazy and whacked out there, but uh, Jeff, as you know, I'm telling you, there's nothing, nothing that can compare to falling in love with eternity, to falling in love with the infinite, to realizing, to actually experiencing it inside yourself and knowing in the very fabric of your being that there is this infinite eternal you that exists, and you just got to scratch the surface to, to get there. Since tonight's theme is about love, but also obviously we've been weaving in a lot of music here. And again, the reason why music is such a a beautiful art is because paradoxically, it's also the briefest, right? Think about this, actually. A musical note comes in and out of existence in a flash of a pan. And that's why when you string together a bunch of these brief nows, right, the instant uh, of the instance of music, you create this thing that is so moving to us emotionally. And again, as I said on last week's show, it's, it's the, the brevity of life that is upon which the beauty is derived. It's the pain of life upon which the joy. There's this beautiful paradox that is the pain and brevity of life, life upon which we derive the joy and beauty of life as well, actually, you know? And Jeff, you know, the great story, because you got me thinking about music again, how, again, we are not alive. It really is the animating force of this matrix, whatever you want to call that, that consciousness, God, love, love, whatever you want to call that, that actually inhabits us. We are like radios, We are like radios, just little radios sitting on top of your shelf. And the frequencies out there that we tune into are what give us this illusion of being alive, right? And again, this is funny. So you realize now that nobody... But does a radio have a thought? No, there's nothing, there's nothing such as an original thought. Nobody can be blamed nor given credit for anything original because all it is is about each radio able to quiet its own static down to tune into that which is already out there. So Einstein said the same thing. He goes, it's in these moments when I'm actually like in a sense quiet or, or connected to source, you know, to paraphrase, that my radio picks up these bits of information. These ideas come floating in, right? Information, it's in form. It comes from the formless. The radio takes that formlessness and makes it in form, information. And, you know, if anyone out there does not get my metaphors, which are actually grounded in science, and I'm not kidding, if anybody needs me to prove the fact that you are not alive, that's really easy to dissect that, actually. But again, I can go into the science behind the whole thing also. Actually, as Jeff and I use on this show all the time, all of the major Hollywood movies are saying the same 
freaking thing. The Matrix, Bicentennial Man, iRobot, Terminator, you name it, on and on and on. This is one motif that Hollywood has really caught on to is the fact that, wow, we're just biological robots. And again, if a computer isn't alive and a robot isn't alive, how the hell can a biological robot be alive? Well, because the biological robot says it's alive, so it's like ridiculous. We get to make up the definitions. This is why Christ said, let the dead bury the dead, and why he said, you know, again, this is the world of the dead. I am in this world of dead, but not of it, meaning I am actually alive. I am in the world of the living, which is eternal. In other words, as Eckhart Tolle says, you can't be killed. The illusion, the, the greatest secret is to realize that death does not exist. You know, to really is to die before you die and realize death doesn't exist, to use his exact words. So again, I'm not saying anything new. Trust me, I am not original. I'm not intelligent. I am just one little antenna who has a little bit of, um, of caffeine in him, basically, I'm buzzing with these ideas. And uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, it's really easy to prove that, that we're not alive. We're just a bunch of robots that are going around saying, hey, I'm alive. Are you alive? Yeah, I am. Okay, we agree on that. Then we're alive. You know? <laughs> and then the guys that say you're not alive, we crucify them. That's where we crucify them. You know? Yeah. Lao Tzu and the Rumi, listen, just so you know, Lao Tzu and Rumi both, they both ran away and went into the mountains to hide because they knew if they were down there in the towns and like talking this stuff, they too would have been crucified. You know? <laughs> You know, guy. if anyone has any questions, comments, or uh, concerns, and if you want to show some love, of course, then this is Valentine's Day show. By all means, please go to our Facebook page. Jeff and I work really hard to make the show enjoyable. And our Facebook page is where we really keep in touch with everybody because we have a lot of listeners, Jeff, that are not on the website. So the Quantum Physiques page on, on Facebook and show some love by liking it right there. That'd be great. And, you know, I want to wrap up the show. We have a great clip here from uh, Demi Moore and Deepak Chopra actually talking, um, singing a song using the quotes of Rumi. I think it's a great way to wrap up the show and to actually listen to the words in this, on this song because they're pretty prophetic. So once again, I want to thank Jeff for coming on. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. This has been Brian Cunningham of Quantum Physiques. And we're going to leave with this song by Rumi. A lover knows only humility. He has no choice. He steals into your alley at night. He has no choice. He longs to kiss every lock of your hair. Don't fret. He has no choice. In his frenzied love for you, he longs to break the chains of his imprisonment. He has no choice. Lover asked his beloved, Do you love yourself more than you love me? The beloved replied, I have died to myself and I live for you. I've disappeared from myself and my attributes. I am present only for you. I've forgotten all my learning. From knowing you, I have become a scholar. I have lost all my strength. But from your power, I am able. I love myself. I love you. I love you.
will open the gate to your love. Come settle with me. Let us be neighbors to the stars. You have been hiding so long, aimlessly drifting in the sea of my love. Even so, you have always been connected to me. Concealed, revealed, in the known, in the unmanifest. I am life itself. You have been a prisoner of a little pond. I am the ocean and its turbulent flood. Come merge with me. Leave this world of ignorance. Be with me. I will open the gate to your life.